2: Be Halloween time. I'm Roz Hernandez. I'm a comedian and the host of the Paranormal Comedy Podcast, Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, produced by Starburns Audio. On my podcast, I talk to famous people, comedians, experts, and listeners about all things paranormal. We're talking Ouija boards, poltergeists, aliens, psychics, demons, Bigfoots, and, of course, ghosts. My podcast is weekly all year long and I've got over three years of episodes currently available for all your spooky needs. Recent guests include Patton Oswalt. But it felt like the minute I walked away from the monitors and I couldn't see anything, that's when the ghost started moving around. Naomi Ekparrigan. A ghost isn't like somebody. It's not like a return. It's like somebody who was like, mm, I don't feel like leaving. And Chris Colfer, whatever it was, slowly just disappeared. And that's when I knew, oh, that that was a uh, that was not a person. Subscribe to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you get podcasts.
0: That's
2: joinMIDI.com. Crab Feast. You know what it's all about.
3: The crab feast, I'm yelling, fuck that. You ain't gotta ask me, cause you could trust that. Every Tuesday, you already knew though. Orion sick with soccer star. Juco above ground, cool goes, better than most. Jay Larson, self-diagnosed. Go down low this week, last week. Here we go again. Fuck the crab feast. Five star,
1: five star. It's a joint. Oh. Oh.
4: Welcome back to the Crab Feast, y'all. Another Tuesday. I got it. God knows we got another Crab Feast, for that man, yeah. man, little shaky takeoff.
2: <laughs> what do you mean? The whole thing was got shaky it up there, though. Got it I off. don't think we ever touched pitches <laughs> once. We were always like, we
4: were in the same Ooh. key. It, it felt me. like it was trap You know when you take off on a plane, and the, uh, the even though they're latched, the tray tables and shit are just bouncing in there. <laughs> that's what it felt like all the way up. Man. You know,
2: what you sounded like for a second. Yeah.
4: Greg Brady, man. You,
2: Why? <laughs> what did he do? It's time to change. Was, was that? No, that wasn't Greg. That was. No, Greg wrote it. It was the middle guy, wasn't it? Peter. Peter what was I'm, changing. His voice
4: was cracking. Yeah, his yeah, voice changed. Right, yeah. Balls dropped. Good man. to see you, Jay Larson Comedy.
2: Good to be here with you, Ryan Sickle, Cell verified uh, Jay Larson Comedy. Am I? No. I mean, what do you What do you always say for your Facebook?
4: Uh, Ryan Sickler official.
2: <laughs> I, actually had to look,
4: I had to look at paper. <laughs>
2: Such a clown. Uh, feast Nation, what up? Jay Larson here. JayLarsonComedy.com. JayLarsonComedy on all social media. Great to see some of you folks out in Denver. You guys are hands down the best fans in podcasting. On my show, I get up and it wasn't, it wasn't fuck the crab feast and five stars. It was hey, hey, playa. It was Tuesday. I mean, a lot of things getting thrown out. And what I always like to do on every show when people do that, I say my things back and then I look at everybody else and I go, do you guys feel left out? And I go, You should. Because you're not in the know. <laughs> Anyways, great to see all you guys. I got nothing going on. I'm chilling at home, doing in town shows until my baby's born. Sickle Cell, talk to the people.
4: Ryan Sickler on Twitter and Instagram. Ryan Sickler Official on Facebook. RyanSickler.com. Uh, do they have to type in official? I don't think so. I really don't know. You can probably just search. By. I've never even bothered to do it and figure it out. Uh,. crabfeast.com the hey hey playa shirts are fire uh thank you so much for snagging they get them attention up. too i told y'all it's a good looking shirt yeah jay larson got hit on didn't realize it uh whatever you want shirts hoodies mugs posters koozies perfect for your summer crab feast all orders include free domestic shipping and a flat ten dollar international fee and as always thank you to all of you however you help the podcast whether it's the amazon link or Whether it's the premium apps, Facebook fan page, uh, your five star. Did you just say? what I say? Facebook fan page. Did I say? I think you did, man. Facebook fan page, the iTunes five star reviews. Thank you. Thank you for whatever you do. Thank you, everybody. You guys are the fuck. You are the best fans in podcasting. There's no doubt. Uh, Make sure you follow all things comedy on social media. And we're glad to have Touch of Modern back again this week. Uh everyone wants to stay on top of the latest styles and trends, but it's difficult to always be on the lookout for the next big thing. Now you can easily find the newest products and stylings for your home, office, and even electronics all in one place at touchofmodern.com. Ready to upgrade your style without upping the price? touchofmodern.com has all the latest trends at the best tr- prices anywhere. Uh they connect directly with top designers, timeless and unique products. Each item is hand-selected to grab your attention all at unbeatable pricing. Uh, I, be, I go to the site daily. I'm always looking, and then I find myself deeper and deeper into it um, from God. Uh. Every
2: day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into
1: the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him
3: an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now,
1: you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chappacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the
4: Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group,
0: no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
4: Vintage watches, uh, home decor, men's fashion and accessories, uh, tech gadgets and gear, iPhone cases and accessories, whatever you want, it's right there. It's unique. Uh, and new sales literally launch every day and i know people say oh you overuse the word literal no every day you need to get on there well they yeah and get out. they're going to be gone yeah they're going to be gone you get
2: it and get out cuz they're going to get it and get that's out
4: that's right touchamodern.com is the one website to discover and elevate your lifestyle in a single click right now our listeners can get immediate access when you sign up at touchamodern.com that's touchamodern.com do it today because tomorrow It'll be different. That's how life rolls in the Fast Lane. Speaking of the Fast Lane, if you buy
2: magazines like I do, you stop being an idiot and get on Next Issue. Next Issue, back with us again. Uh, this is one of our favorite things we've ever done. Our time is precious, your time is precious, and you want to feed your mind with the best of what's out there, but who has the time to sift through all the nonsense on the Internet? On the Internet, in magazines, put it all in one place. For those of us who want premium content and don't have time to waste finding it, Next Issue. Next issue is the mobile app that lets you tap directly into the world's most popular magazines anytime anywhere using your phone or tablet. We've said it before, it's literally like Netflix for magazines. It's such a it's a no-brainer. Unbelievable. Name it, people, Vogue, Esquire, Time, Sports Illustrated, any magazine you can talk about is on there. And next issue lets you dive deeper into the story with interactive content for a richer reading experience. Yeah, that's it's great. not just like reading the article; you can go further. And what else they let you do? You can tag things. So if you're reading an article in Men's Health and it's about like how egg whites are good for you, you can hit it and then categorize it, and then you can start. You know, building bookmark your own market, save it. You can yeah, bookmark all library. these things. So, like, if you're working on your diet, that's what you do. It's it's kind of no brainer. Sign up for next issue right now. You'll get immediate access to all the top magazines, including back issues and exclusive videos and photos. They have all the best content around the topics I care about. Myself, I like architecture. We talk about it. I don't really have many people to talk about it, but the thing about Next Issue, I just bounce around. You know how much architect- Architectural Digest costs as a magazine? No. seven ninety nine. That's a lot. That's a lot, dude. You throw in Dwell for $5.99, and maybe I get Veranda. I like Veranda, bro. <laughs> I just bounce around all in here. Best with, part. With this, you can sh- share with your family. Dude, you can share with your family. Yeah. It's the best, dude. Next Issue, offer free trial right now when you go to nextissue.com backslash crabfeast.com. Try Next Issue for free right now. You go to nextissue.com backslash Crab feast. Free trial. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's a no-brainer, guys. No no-brainer. Nice. Uh, another no-brainer is our guest this week. He comes from the land down under, and uh, we're glad to have him on. G- old friend, fantastic comedian, please welcome to the Crab Feast the first time, Mr. James Smith. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Crab Feast, James Smith. Thank you very much, guys.
3: Thank you, Feasters.
4: Yeah, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Really excited to be here, yeah. Um, will you please just, right off the top, uh, let everyone know where they can find you on social media and, and anything you'd like. Sure. So uh, my website is uh, JamesSmithLive.com.
3: So oh, it's always live. Wait, so somebody else had James Smith? Yeah,
4: yeah, a senator
3: yeah, in uh, South a Carolina. senator. Yeah, yeah, son of a bitch. He's still in office. Um, I believe so. Yeah, because apparently he returns the emails that go to james at jamessmith. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. What is he? You should start bombing that guy with Confederate flag <laughs> emails right now.
4: He's down in South
3: Carolina. Um, so yeah, that's my website, and that has all of my social media. But uh, for the, I guess for the, um, for the people who are very specific, Instagram is real James Smith. Uh, Twitter is James Smith comic. And, <laughs>
4: Nothing uh, with James Smith. It's I, know, James I, know. Smith. It's <laughs> I know it's a pretty common name. It's relentless.
3: <laughs> um, and yeah, there's a um, there's a there's a Facebook there somewhere,
2: and there's also which a, is James Smith is a comedian official. on Facebook. James Smith com. official is there. Is you know, go. Is
3: yeah. James Smith page and um, Tumblr James Smith one. I think You're
2: doing Tumblr,
3: <laughs> huh? Mm.
4: That's a no, I don't think anyone's ever promoted Tumblr. Tumblr, no. <laughs> he likes to do Pinterest. Jay likes to do Pinterest. Pinterest. I'll mention already. Pinterest once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about that, uh, what do you
3: call it now? Um, what's that new one? Periscope. Snapchat. Snapchat. Oh, Snapchat. Yeah, I'm Snapchat. Snapchat. James Smith Live on Snapchat. You had mm. two lives, eh? Yeah, oh, a man. couple of lives. yeah. I'm Periscope, I think I'm James Smith
2: uh, comic. Yeah. Jeez, it has got a lot to maintain <laughs> over there. So... James and I met at the Montreal Comedy Festival in 2005. Mm-hmm. And you just told us off mic that you I mean how old were you when you started comedy? Uh probably 25 or okay. 24,
3: 25, yeah.
2: Damn, so you were younger me and you were probably the two like newest comics that d- doing new faces. That would be right, yeah, yeah, I remember this guy was bright eyes and bushy tail. <laughs> he was like,
1: super sweet <laughs>
2: And it's so funny. Everyone says that. Like everybody who met me around that
3: time says he exactly was the same thing.
2: positive, man. His outlook on life was amazing. <laughs> Cut to me moving to New York in 2007 or 8 and seeing James and I'm like, man, this guy's just. Phew. The city's gotten a hold of him, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. New York really does take a
3: toll on you. You become you, literally when I get off the plane in New York, I just become the worst person, worst version
4: of myself. It's just like being put into a, a fucking headlock. Mm-hmm. As soon as you step <laughs> oh, off, yeah. New York is like a fucking headlock, and you exactly. just gotta fucking figure out how to handle it. Yeah, so true, so brutal. I mean, you were in
2: an I mean, how many spots were you doing a night back then? At least seven. Yeah, every <laughs> night, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was a beast. You'd be like, what time? He's like waking up at one. Uh huh. Yeah. Just crushing stand up always calm and cool never happy no
3: no but it took a long time to get those spots so i guess it took the first couple of years to even get in at the clubs you know it, it, yeah. t- it was so you t- difficult to you're get the in one who told clubs. me
2: because when i went to new york i hit him up for advice you know and he was like it's gonna take two years for you to just get in and after like a year and a half i was like "Dude, i gotta get the fuck out of here i can't do that. <laughs>
3: It did. It was literally, it was just brutal. And like, and all of the, you know, it's really, really difficult. And so you're seeing people that you think, you know, may not be as good as you or whatever, just, you know, better, you know, whatever. And it's very difficult to, um, you've got to have real, you know, madness in your head to, uh, but then it's amazing. Once you get one, once you get past at one club, then it's just boom, you know, more or less, you've got them all. And uh, and then you have to turn spots down, which is the most, you know, crazy thing. But it's best that you do your time because then once you've done your time, when you do sort of, you know, sit at the cellar, then everybody sort of does, you do some have some credibility. Yeah, know.
2: of course. Mm. But uh, b- very and, brutal. And now you're back in Australia.
3: Well, no, I'm I'm back here now. You're a vagabond a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. Back between, I guess. Yeah. But this time I'm back here, yeah. Um. Let's talk a little bit about New York, huh? Yeah, absolutely. That's a crazy-ass yeah. town. I remember when uh, I remember when JK. Yeah, I remember you
3: being frustrated and being like, you know. Oh my god, it was horrible. Because <laughs> when I met Jay, he was like the he was the man about town. He was the Ferris Bueller at up at uh, uh, up at that's Montreal. That's Jay is. He was the guy because he was v- fundamental in helping me decide on management and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and and uh, got me my um, live at Gotham because of him. Yeah. Because he put me you know on what the show.
2: happened. I tried. I said to James, I go, hey, you, I'm doing a headline night at comics, but. I'd love for you to come go before me. You know, I think you are featuring. I'm like, just come feature. Even though he's not a feature, he clearly can headline. But I'm like, I wanted a strong comic. And I go, Comedy Central's going to be there. He's like, fuck Comedy Central. You were like, I don't give a shit about Comedy Central. I'm like, dude, it might be good. And you're like, no, they passed on me for just like... Just for I'm- the
3: record, I did not say fuck
2: <laughs> <laughs> Comedy Central. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, and then boom, they were like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, yeah, no, no brainer.
4: So you were telling us off mic, um There's a story about how you got into comedy. You gave a speech. Yeah, I guess my background is is sort of uh,
3: public speaking and debating because like, I went to, you know, all boys sort of Catholic school. And the only outlet in those venues was debating. So I did that. I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. And then in the 10th grade, this guy gets up, and he's like the, the biggest nerd ever, and he's he's like captain of debating. And I was sort of in line to maybe be that, you know? And he gets up, and he does- Trying to be, take, a, a take over right captain, man. Yeah. Right, exactly. I know, it's laughable. But it, well, anyway, so um, it's the minor outlets you have in these institutions. Anyway, so, and back
2: then, by the way, when you're like going in middle school, high school, everything in your world is that school, and it's all a huge deal. So, mm. I mean, I can imagine- Exactly. Trying to dethrone this guy. <laughs> well, it wasn't debater. dethrone,
3: but hopefully one day, you know, be his, um, be his successor. Anyway, so he gets up and says, you know, we've won this many debates and that is .33 and everyone just drops laughing. He, I don't think he intentionally meant to to be that funny, but he basically he was establishing what a nerd he was, you know, by, by saying, you know, these uh, statistics. So I just saw that I was like, "Wow!" The has ho- got like twelve hundred kids just roaring with laughter. Oh wow, here. that big! Oh yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And I was just, I was just, you know, absolutely mesmerised. And I thought, in two years' time, this could be me, you know. Yeah. So I literally started writing a speech right from then, right. Just started thinking about it, formulating it, right, which would later become my pattern for all the twenty firsts, all the weddings, all the things that I've had to do yeah. over my years. And, um, essentially what I did was just mock, you know, cause I thought, okay, this is the most uncool thing to do is, you know, high school debating. And I have to give a speech where the captain of, you know, football and everything's giving me a speech, but how do I sort of make it cool? So I just, What six, is this like speech day? It's the, it's the winter sport, you know, first day. You know the like where you um, first. Sounds round. like
4: the opening of like some fucking game of, uh, game uh, of Hunger, uh, game Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's like it's like, like. <laughs>
3: the elu- it's like the opening <laughs> ceremony. So you're going into your winter
4: sports season.
3: Release <laughs> the owl. <laughs> 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 and anyway, so um, you know they all get up. Captain of football. Captain of soccer. Whatever. And. Um, and so, basically, I wrote this speech, that which just, you know, sort of... Now, can I ask you a quick... Yes. So, you
4: mm. when you say you began writing it, you, didn't, you don't mean you penned it on the spot to get mm. up and speak. You meant this was something you were formulating for yeah. when it was your time. Yeah, right. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's ready. <laughs>
3: right. I love it. So, I write it out, and I show it to my first speaker from my team, who's like the biggest nerd in the world. And uh, he says, yeah, it looks fine. You know, it doesn't look too controversial, whatever. Because uh, there's six schools in the competition that we play in, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was basically trashing each one of them in a very subtle way, you Mm -hmm. know, saying things that were very insinuating, very deep things, but like, you know, you, you, anyway. So, um, I get up there and I, I start trashing, debating and just making it, you know, I'm making a mockery of that, making a mockery of the other two speakers who are just nerds and and people are loving that, (laughs) but it's all done with love and in jest Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm I'm absolutely crushing, like I'm destroying it. Of course, then when I got into the other schools, who were our rivals, oh. it was like good night, right? Yeah. So you got 1,200 testosterone-filled boys doing theater gigs, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> this is the <an> amphitheater <laughs> theater <sure>. gigs. <laughs> um, and so, um, and so, I that's it. Assembly's over. We go to lunch, right? So I am a god. They're carrying me across the. Oh, theater, then you right? have to
2: go the rest of the day. That's amazing. Oh,
3: yeah. Right. So. That's and it's a short lunch because the you know, speeches had gone so long, right? I'd gone so long, put it that way. <laughs> anyway, um running the light. Right, right running the light big time. So we go to lunch for five minutes, literally, um, and one of my teachers says, Ah, oh, Smithy, you know, what were you thinking? You know, he's a good mate of mine, he's like, Well boy, you know, it's not gonna play. Because I'd ridiculed the other schools, which is a huge no-no in that world. You know, you don't you don't criticise and say things about that. Like anyway, so in the debate world, in the school, it's, oh, okay, in the inter-rivalry, you got know. it. Yeah. Anyway, so we go back to class over the the full school intercom. Would James Smith please? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> to the headmaster's office immediately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they sell like a golf cart to get you because it's so
2: big and shit. Are you like riding high at this point too? Oh, I think I have changed the world. Yeah, like, people yeah. are high five me. Two years are, in the making. Kids are looking at me. They like might a- be knighting me up here, man. I don't even know.
3: What's going <laughs> kids on. are fu- kids think I'm the greatest <laughs> man alive, right? Because I'm a twelfth grader and there's like you know what seven. It goes down to fifth grade in <clears> that school year. Oh,
4: that's why. Okay, right. Gotcha. So it's
3: a huge school, and um and. Every, as they announced, please come to the thing, you can hear every classroom all across the whole campus just roaring with laughter. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> knowing I'm going to get done. So I am figured, oh, fuck. And this, mind you, this is after 12 years of getting kicked out of every class, being a notorious trouble always being in trouble. The only thing ever saving me was debating and the legitimacy of that.
4: And, what uh, which you just shat on.
3: Right. And, um,. <laughs> Anyway, so I um I go down to the headmaster's office and um interestingly he was pretty reasonable. He was the um <laughs> he he said his main gripe was that I was supposed to do five minutes and then I did eighteen. <laughs>
2: eighteen <laughs>
4: <laughs> Which I didn't realize. Give did me a barcovel on your show. Yeah. <laughs> so um ran the late by thirteen sorry. minutes. <laughs> but there is a
3: photograph that I have at home. Um of me giving the speech and him behind me and he is purple. Like purple with fury, you know, <laughs> and I'm deep. I'm just loving every minute of it at the lecture and just like punchlines and whatever. And he's just there, going, I'm going to kill this kid.
2: Now, know? did you know you were like supposed to do five, or you are just like you're like this is my chance, I'm taking it. I was probably just
3: ignorant, is the short answer. I just oh, and that's the other thing too is that there was a couple of uh, a couple of teachers. Uh, well, the head the head of English she was crying, and Mrs. Laverado was crying because they crying. Well, they were the debating heads of debating, and so they were sort of responsible. And I would, I
4: had they were crying. Trying? Yeah, yeah. Why you upset. made them look bad? Yeah, right, had They to, should have had better control of you, right, and they didn't. Right. And this is pre-internet, so you got to remember,
3: um, by that afternoon, <laughs> by, that, <laughs> by that afternoon... Because the schools are all reasonably proximate, and even if they're not proximate, the kids are on trains. So by that afternoon, it was around all the schools that I'd said all these things. So there was this huge, you know, backlash from that too, like that I'd gotten up and said all these. So the yeah. phones are ringing. <laughs> <laughs> People were dialing numbers, literally. Yeah. So um, yeah, and so that was really, I guess, the uh, one of the one of the first uh, gigs. Can
2: you, can you imagine? Debate. I, you know, I always think back now, and I feel like you know. You told us off, Mike, you're a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a lawyer. Right. I You'd always good want lawyer. to be, be a lawyer. lawyer man. I don't I... know if he'd be
4: good. He'd be good arguing. I don't know if he'd close <laughs> the fucking case. It's like, give know a if point! He <laughs> exactly. Mr. Marsden, nah, <laughs> I man. don't know if he'd get the W. That's <laughs> all I <laughs> He can fill the time. Yeah, sure. I can fill the time for sure.
2: <laughs> What's the W? The, the win. win, right? Yeah, right. Okay, but I, I used to watch L.A. Law like in seventh grade. Mm, you know what me I mean? Too, that was, yeah. Oh, so you're definitely qualified. Yeah. Come on, man! I did some research. I think
3: that's, that show's got that I've show entered. is responsible for the most unhappy lawyers ever. I would say because <laughs> you know, we all watched it and we all thought, well, that's the go. Yeah, you know. And then everybody gets there, and it's just like, what have I done? You guys are solving cases in forty-four minutes, man.
4: It's <clears throat> easy. Me. Yeah, and then boom, you got a lot of shitty lawyers too. It just
2: always seemed like the most Uncorporate corporate corporate job.
3: It just makes no sense, too, because when I used to do work experience in the holidays, in the vacation time from law school, I would hate it. I would count the minutes. I'd be just eating cookies in the tea room, like just anything not to be there. But then you keep going, like, how I just didn't connect. But, but that said, had I not done that job and learned to hate it so much
2: that... Um you wouldn't have gotten to comedy i wouldn't go
3: and I, I wouldn't more importantly i wouldn't appreciate comedy i would have been in pub gigs going up oh, Fuck this i could be a lawyer you know what i mean I would have been like, <laughs> 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 which i've heard plenty uh, of people right say. you know i don't i don't need this horseshit. you know what i mean but it's yeah. uh, that's the only way you can eat the kind of humble pie you have to eat in comedy <sighs> is to is to dislike something so much you know
4: um the, i want to hear the story uh about you getting bumped at the cellar was the yeah, cellar yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to hear this
2: one too so, Sorry. for people that don't know, by the way, the Comedy Cellar in New York <laughs> is the club. Mm. Would you, do you think that's the greatest club in the world? I do, yeah. I mean, because you perform in a lot of countries too. Yeah, it's an amazing place. I've only performed there once, and it was like on a seven o'clock show. Mm. And it's it's I compare it to the Comedy Store because it's there's a what's the woman's name Esti Esti mm. who like she it's her club or whatever. And I I knew who she was, mm-hmm. and I was in town. And I knew she was upstairs, and I went upstairs. It's I'm doing the seven o'clock show. That's not a show. It's not even a real show. It was daylight for a start. Yeah, what,
3: was it summer? That's the that's the most brutal when It's summer. Yeah,
2: I think Eric Rivera got me on it, mm-hmm. and you know it wasn't real. So and I knew she was upstairs, so I went up to her and I introduced myself. Hey, that's, yeah, I said, my name's Jay Larson. You know, I'm that doing. I this- might have been there. I'm like I'm doing the seven o'clock show. If you, I'd love it if you come watch, <laughs> come watch me. And this is like you don't do that with this chick, right? right? No, no, you don't. Yeah, you no, don't. You don't no. do that with this chick. No. She decides who, when, mm-hmm. and if you're if you get in that club, you're lucky. Not lucky, but you earned it. You're talented, and it's an amazing place. Yeah, yeah, it is indeed. Yeah. Because, I mean, those lineups. I remember, like, when I moved to New York, I would always look at all the clubs to see who was on because I had to go hang out. So I'd see who was performing, and then i always look at the comments. I'm like, Jesus Christ, look at these lineups. Yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, yeah, it's it's one of those places. I mean, often I've had to go, like, between, say, Chappelle and Rock, you know? And, like, yeah. that's that's where it's interesting because you go on after, like, one of those two, and it's like, what – well, what are we going to see now? I mean, we just saw the best two guys in the world. Yeah, you know? yeah <laughs> so, dude. But yeah, it's uh, it
4: is an amazing. Bust sport. out that speech you fucking gave, man. Yeah, so that 18 exactly. run yeah, with that exactly. 18 minutes. Yeah. Good afternoon, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
3: Um, yeah, so we're at the cellar, and um, I'm pretty notorious for being difficult. And um,
4: in what way? And, when you say that, ah, uh, I know you don't run the light. No, I don't run the light, but in in
3: all areas of life, I'm I'm extremely difficult. Well, not difficult. Still? But I'm, yeah, not not okay. difficult, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm meticulous. Like I like things as I like them. You know, yeah. I like them done properly, and I um and I sort of adhere to that. You know, it's a very difficult, um and and that doesn't work well in this industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I guess um so I guess Chris Tucker showed up that night and um. I was getting bumped, and I um, sort of... Which Chris Tucker is this, by the way? Is this... <laughs> this is the... Uh... What other well, Chris Tucker is there, there
2: was, like, at the apex of all popularity, Rush Hour, and then there was, like, I'm never doing movies or stand-up oh, okay. again. Because stand-up Russia is un-Catholic un- or
4: whatever his religion is. I um, thought there was some other Chris Tucker you were talking about.
3: Yeah, I, I guess he was, um... Was probably, this was probably, I don't know, five years ago, six okay. years ago? Yeah, around that time.
4: Um so anyway. Rush Hour
3: 3, Chris Tucker. Post. No, post. Post. Yeah. So, um... My delusion, as it is, is just you know in contrast to everybody else, so Artie Foucault, the host is like, well chris tucker's going up you know and um, and as is, as anybody else would be of a normal mind, well you know you 're getting bumped and that 's that and I was like no i 'm not you know i 'm not doing it you know i 'm not going to i 'm not going st- to stand here <laughs> who's he while- got jackie Chan with him? <laughs> well i i I take ex- and this is no this is no um uh, criticism on Chris but what does I do take exception to is is that when you know celebrities who moonlight in comedy mm-hmm. will just show up and do a very lazy you know stage set whatever and, and then you know we could have been on there doing our set and you know moving on home and I realise that my argument is a lot illo- you know doesn't I know what work you mean in the that. real world but that's how I felt at the time so Anyway, I protested and, you know, whatever, and and Noam, God bless him, uh, the owner of the cellar, who's, you know, very, very level-headed, great, great guy. He, the next night, took me aside and and had to have one of those meetings that we often have to have with him, and I, and um, said to me, he said, you know, of all the people, you know, he said, I'm really disappointed because I wouldn't have thought I would have to, you know, sit down and talk to you about this. Did Tucker Uh, bump you? I think so, yeah, in the end, yeah. (laughs) Well, I just didn't have a say, but I blew up about it and caused a stink. And um and anyway, so he says he says to me, he says, James, I'm not gonna tell Chris Tucker, who makes, you know, six million dollars a movie that he can't go on stage. And I literally turn to him and I go, I'll tell him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and to this day Noam reckons that's one of the best uh, <clears throat> Responses, yeah, best responses, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I have a, um, I have a bit of a reputation in that in that capacity. But I'm never trying to be difficult. I'm just it's I just, just who I, you are. Yeah, unfortunately, it is. Dude,
2: yeah. I was doing the improv one night, and I was it was my night. It was Jay Larson mm-hmm. and friends. Mm-hmm. And what are you laughing <laughs> I'm at? I'm
4: already laughing that it's your night, and it's already <laughs> It's my <laughs> night, man. <laughs> it's your night. And it's this already is my interview. night.
2: <laughs> and Jay Leno showed up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Leno. Well, on so, your night. So I'm like, all right. So the like, the manager comes over and she's like, Hey, uh Jay Leno's popping in.
4: And run out there real quick and say, Change Larson to Leno on that marquee.
2: <laughs> Jay can day. <laughs> and I go, uh I go, okay. And they go, so you know, he's gonna do some time and uh I'm like before you. Yeah, before me. Yeah, not you know, going Right up before one, yeah. me. And I go, uh okay. Um all right. And they're like, so I go, what do you think? Like, he's just going to be like 5 to 10? They're like, nah, he'll probably do like 20, 25. And I go, 25? And they go, yeah. I go, well, is he at least going to come over and ask me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, thinking like, you know, if you were popping in somewhere, you would go to the headliner and be like, hey, man, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me on your show. Or hey, something. Ray.
4: Hey, Ray. Thanks for having me on, Ray Larson. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're welcome, you Jay. It's actually Jay. So it's easy to remember. I go,
2: I go well, is he going to ask me? And she goes, <laughs> Yeah right, <laughs> and walked away like she clearly thought I was kidding, and I was like, Nah, man, I wanted Jim Lennon to be like,
3: <sighs> That's the whole problem with this business. <laughs> that's is that
2: it, this? I, I, this is my theory on
3: comedy: is that it actually circumvents itself in that, like, it, it defeats itself in that, like, we get into comedy for significance, right? You're saying, Look at me, look at me, right? Mm-hmm. And then an instance like that happens, or worse, um, a heckler, right? And so then you get angry that the guy heckled you, but you were the guy standing up there saying, I'm all that. Right, so yeah. if, you know, if you if you if you can't take not not uh, being all that, then don't get up there because you were saying you were all that. So it kind of defeats itself, really. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a vicious
3: circle, man. He
4: beat yeah. NBC and Conan, but he's not going to go up and bump you. That's what the best. That's the best. <laughs> I've got a great
3: story about that too. If you want NBC and Conan.
4: Yeah. What? So. Yeah.
3: so I do a set um, Bob Saget has these Charity gigs Every year For uh, Scleroderma Which his sister Passed away from And um, he, he gets a bunch Of people to do The uh, gig So I do it Jeff Zucker's in the Front row Because his wife Works on the commission Committee And I have a great set um, Who's Jeff Zucker? Who's the, at the time The president of NBC Perfect <clears throat> Right So he says um, I think he took over After Brandon Tartikoff, Right And he's now um, I guess CNN Anyway So he sees it, and um, (laughs) Colin Quinn always reminds me of this. So he sees it and sets up some meetings for me in L.A., and literally the next day, he's fired.
2: (laughs) Shut (laughs)
3: up. So he's he's loving you? So Zucker's is loving me, right? And I'm on my way to L.A. to have meetings, right? And he's fired. And um, Colin thinks it's the funniest thing in the world, never lets me forget it. And uh, Because Colin was on the show, too. And uh, anyway, so I get out here, right? And... um, Two things are happening in the same day. I'm auditioning for The Tonight Show Three with JP, right? JP's okay. got me on The Tonight Show at the improv auditions, right? Um, that's in the evening. And on the day, I'm having meetings at um, uh, at NBC that were set up by Jeff Zucker, who had <laughs> since been, uh, been let go.
2: Man, that guy just sets it up the next
3: day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, no, it wasn't that quick, but like, you know, yeah. it was anyway. So... um we go to the, I can't remember the meeting or the audition was first, but they were both the same outcome, in that we get to the, I'm thinking, this is it, you know, I'm meeting mm. at NBC via Jeff, so I mean, what better, what better introduction can you have than the boss, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, we get into the meeting, and... Uh, I guess at my meeting was at noon, and at ten AM, Conan O'Brien had resigned from NBC. Holy oh shit! My <laughs> God. Yeah. So I'm sitting in front of. <laughs> I'm <sitting> oh, in- <laughs>
4: there's a meltdown over at NBC, and he's got a general.
1: But know. I'm sitting.
3: I'm sitting in front of all these execs, like high power, because they've been called by Jeff, right? Yeah. And. Uh, I'm sitting in front of them and they were they were lovely. But the, the, the subtext was, Look, it's it's you know, it's great to see. he actually said to me, the guy goes he goes, Now you may have heard that we had some uh, some <laughs> excitement here this morning, some changes, you know. More or less what they were saying was, Look, we just had our biggest star resign. Right. So your five minute act is not our priority, right? Oh now. my god. Yeah. <laughs> so my managers sitting there. We we had the general, and they were very good about it. But it was just such a turbulent time to be in a general, like you know. Yeah, dude. And and this and the tragedy of that story is the potential that it had. So like it, you could have been there sitting there as a recommendation from the boss who was now gone, right? Yeah. And the, and the show that you could have got on was about to be gone. <laughs> and then that night, I go for the audition. I'm pretty sure. And JP only reminded me about it. JP Buck being the booker of um, Conan as we speak, and then. Um, that apparently I was on stage at the improv going, uh, I'm auditioning for a show that I don't think is going
2: to be on the air anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, I, I
3: said I don't know whether to do my set
2: or riff. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> do you realize if, that, if things had been differently, you could have been... Doing the Tonight Show and have a deal at NBC you in one day.
3: You said that to me yesterday. so said, if, "If you know, if uh, if it hadn't have happened the way it did, you would have this would have happened five years ago." Meaning you're you're doing Conan set.
2: But I mean, you had your big break way back in Australia when you did Star Quest, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: By the way, Star Quest. Oh, okay, sounds yeah. like a Star Trek it show. Totally does. It's not. <laughs> Oh, so tell everyone what StarQuest is.
3: So StarQuest is a talent competition where everybody goes up, right? So whether you're an opera singer or whatever, so it's our, it's our Star Search, <laughs> right? Yeah, and uh, you know it's a big prize. It's like a car, twenty five grand, and blah blah blah, blah, you know. And so, so
2: everyone goes, comedians go against opera singers. It's not right, like okay, it's not right. like And That
3: makes it really difficult, yeah, right? for because sure. these people are so good at what they do, and it makes our job look very lack, you know, mm-hmm. lax compared to them. So, um, my buddy at the time, Mick Meredith, he, um, he had won it the year before, right? And, um, and he said, you got, you know, you got to do, th-. I got in his car, I was like, where'd you get this car? He goes, there's a story with this car, right? Dude, so-
2: that's not what he told me. <laughs> <laughs> Mick
4: Meredith, get <laughs> out of here, man. Get dressed!
2: Here. <laughs> yeah, pull that car in here, Mick. Pull
4: well, your car. He's still driving it.
2: He <laughs> <laughs> fucking won this car, man.
4: $25,000 fucking Star car, man.
3: <laughs> so, so Tricky Mickey, he'll be Wait, here in a minute. Tricky Mickey... <laughs> <laughs> he goes you know he tells me about this this competition whatever and i was hungry like that's how you know that's real hunger when you are when you go from having a beautiful corner office looking over the harbor of sydney right as a lawyer mm-hmm. um to going in this thing where you are just worse than nothing right yeah
1: <clears throat> anyway
3: so i go to uh i sign up for it i go to the first round and i'm i'm like really shell shocked i'm like these people are no fucking around it's like those dog shows you know where people <laughs> are like like ride into it it was like that you know and um, so anyway, you go through the rounds and whatever. And um, how many
2: so, rounds were there? I'm trying
3: to remember, like two or three before you get to the semi semifinal, and okay, sh- and then the grand well, it's final a quest, man. Yeah, <laughs> at least three <laughs> rounds it's quest it's a quest, quest for stardom. <laughs> <Did> anyway. You- <laughs>
2: You do the same material each time, or you doing new stuff, different stuff? No, for the
3: rounds, I did different material. Yeah, yeah. But it's families, it's children, like children, children. Right. You know, like babies and everything. You know, like everyone's there. You know, it's like AGT basically. Anyway, um, so I um, and at the same time, this is the B story, is that at the same time I'm entering a a competition on radio called Suburban Songs, right? So you had to hang on, hang on, hang on. (laughs) This is how hungry I was back then. Because I was just, any, anything to get me, you know, yeah. out of where I was, you know. And uh, so there's a competition on a leading radio station called Suburban Songs. You write a song, a parody, about, or, or a song about your suburb, right? So, um, you know the Chumbawamba song, I Get Knocked Down, yeah. Yeah. right? So I wrote a parody song um, to the tune of that about Blacktown, right? Which I'm actually not from, but it is like a shithole. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, it's not necessarily a shithole. I'll take that back to residence. Um, it's a, It gets a bad rap. Let's Sorry, Blacktown. we right. got
2: a big listenership on Blacktown. and You better watch it. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it gets,
3: it gets, it's, an easy, it's an easy go-to, right? And, yeah. And it's unfair, whatever. But um, anyway, so I'm from Blacktown, right? And I did all the stereotypes of being Blacktown, like super redneck
4: stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, Wait, Blacktown is full of rednecks? Well. So Sickler would have grown up there. It's, <laughs> it's,
2: It's, uh,
3: you know, it's, it's got that, it it could have that reputation, you know? Yeah. Anyways, um, it was, it was all stereotypical, really. You know, they're good people. And, uh, (laughs) uh, no, I don't want to ridicule people, but but that's the way, that's, it was just, that was the, (coughs) anyway, so I write this song to the tune of that and I write it tight as shit because I just know that it's got to be line for line, whatever. So I, I, so I win that, right? basically you're on fire right now yeah but i won that because i put it i sat at that computer like no tomorrow you know like, and what that court.
2: what was the winning prize there
3: oh that was like i don't know maybe 10 grand or something like
2: that. oh wow yeah.
4: wow i was thinking it'd be like a cooler or some shit. Yeah, I <laughs> what the
3: no the whole of you? the whole of sydney it was like over weeks it was probably a three-month thing you know so um they record it then and, and i've got the recording at home it's classic i'll bring it to you one day larson and uh anyway so i win that and i'm performing this thing live Right, and then my I had a singing coach at the time, right? Because I wanted to sing, I wanted to learn to sing, out of interest. And uh, he says to me, you know, because I had the quest the next day, and he goes, he "You heard this guy on the radio, the chumbo <laughs> 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 so, I'm through to the final. I'm the token comedian, right? There's opera singers, there's you know magicians, there's everything you can imagine, right? And they're killing it. Like when a person sings Phantom of the Opera, comedy just doesn't it just doesn't play. Yeah. So the singing coach says to me, you know how you win this? He goes, you got to go right over the top. you got to blow their fucking heads off, right? He goes, you got to
4: sing that
2: song. You're taking comedy advice from the singing coach? Well, he knew the business. He knew, <laughs> he knew you know.
4: Wait, sing what
2: song? The Chumbawamba yeah, one? Yeah, the Chumbawamba oh, song. Oh, wow, okay. right, which is right. a rap. So right? you're so that's still doing, you're doing your comedy bit, bit, but you're going to... Huh? That's what you were going to sing on the Starquark? As, as,
3: as my closer.
2: Because <laughs> that wasn't not, what you had
4: planned, though. No, because yeah, yeah, this is
3: not far from Blacktown. Mind you, right? And it was just, uh, shit. and it was a hilarious song. Like if you understand what I'm saying in the song, sure. yeah. a lot of Australian stuff is really, it's funny, you know. So <laughs> I go on, I do my set. I was as charming as ever. Um, I'd watched all the other semi-finals. Like I'd been out there, studied it, and you know, I, I, I just, I basically said. I have to make it so they can't not choose me. I had to make it so that if they chose anyone else, it would be an outrage, right? Mm -hmm. And so I went out there, I watched everybody else, and I thought, fuck, this is going to be hard, and I did everything. I was so hungry. I've never been that hungry in my life. And I sing the um, Chumbawamba song, right? And I take it over the top, and then I uh, and then I won the thing. But I had to rap it, you know, like I'm from the. Da, 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 da. Did you have music behind you? Yeah, yeah. that's the other oh, thing. Okay. I had to go and get the music scored because the rules are that the band has to play it, oh. right? It can't be a backing track. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I had to go and pay to get all the music broken down and scored onto sheet music. It was, dude, it was epic. But it got me an O one visa, right? Which in this country demonstrates that you're outstanding at what you do. That's how I got into this country. So everything was a means to get something. Damn, you know what I
4: mean. Everything. So wait, you won? <clears throat> yes, I won. And, and what do you like, win?
3: You win a car and you win like twenty five grand. What and, car did you get? Uh, you know, I don't remember. It's like you don't a remember? Small, small, something or other. You know, not a not a huge car. You did like you Mazda? drive it?
2: Huh? Did you keep it
3: and drive? No, it? I didn't. I never saw it. I just took the check. Yeah,
2: yeah. So let me ask you this: mm. when, when you do they have you all lined up like on the yeah, stage? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> hardcore, and there's an
3: MC, and like everybody, your, your folks are there, and like, dude, you've become immersed in this world. You know, yeah. like it's uh, it's no joke. And like, you're there you're,
4: for days.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're you're riding. You've you've put everything into it. Like you just like it was just uh, was that opera singer just crushed. Dude, they would have been there. As I've, I've said to um, people since, there would have been juggler was pissed. Yeah, there would have been the unicyclist was off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of sort And so you walked, him, walked. Man, He was so pissed. You should have seen the mime. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, if if, uh, if there were there were people on that on that competition who you could have given it to them and nobody would have blinked you know what i mean so they could have easily been very pissed off you know what i mean um so yeah it was uh it was and considering a comic one the year before i was very fortunate yeah Yeah, oh back to back yeah
2: Yeah, that's a big deal and did you take that visa and move to new york after that straight away yeah yeah, I
3: just uh, went and got my Because vir- I needed certain things to get the O one one visa. You've got to demonstrate that you're outstanding right, yeah. in your field, in your country. So I had the Melbourne Festival that I'd done. I had that that I'd won. I'd won the Suburban Songs. I'd worked in radio. And, you know, just cumulatively, I, all, I ha- all I cared about was building those requirements to get that visa to come to America. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd seen that New York was the utopia of comedy. You know, I'd seen that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's where I've got to be, basically. Yeah. so.
4: And it took you... I want to talk about this because you were telling us about your friends with John Mayer and John Mayer used to put on a comedy cruise.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, John's a huge comedy fan. Him, and he and his brothers, they love comedy and they're real comedy nerds. So they know comedy and they understand it. And that's how we met at the comedy cellar, just hanging out. You know,
2: cause I he, met him through you. Yeah, was sitting down one night, me and Kate and you and you're eating. <laughs> the only guy that's like, I'm like, he's going on in the comedy cellar. He's eating. He's ordering food. And now that you say that, you're very like particular stuff. I remember you being like, Oh, you know what? I wanted to have and like you were getting like you're particular about your eating. And then this dude sits down across from us. <laughs> And we're like, hey man, we're like, hey, how you doing? We're like, I'll say hey, and we're talking for a while, and then he gets up and leaves, and we just keep talking, you know. I don't I don't even know who it is. And then like, but I see Kate's all like perked up and shit. (laughs) And then like you had to go do your spot and we were gonna go sneak down and watch, and Kate goes, That was John Mayer. And I go, What? And she goes, That was John Mayer. I go, Man, his body's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I used to do a bit because I used to that first album, my buddy worked in a and r at a label and he snuck like he got like four songs off it and like we used to play it at my the place i had brunch and i I ran brunch i bartended and like dude this album is sick and then i met this girl through him and we fell in love and all he would do is listen to that album so i would do a joke i'm like listen if you don't want to fall in love with a girl do not listen to john Mayer because (laughs) you have no chance no chance
3: so tell us sorry yeah no you're right the wait staff at the cellar can't stand me because i send stuff back all the time in fact noam has gone in there and cooked the burger himself because oh my god (laughs) i send it back so many times yeah and i always get them to change the oil they don't like that anyway um but um yeah so john after the studio will always come by the cellar you know and, and we'll hang out and whatever and so there's sort of circumstances under which we met and he understands comedy so he um He had these comedy cruises, the Mayorcraft Carrier. Sorry, I should say these cruises with um, his fan base, basically, Mayorcraft Carrier. And they were basically, he would do two shows on there. And where where would you, like, go? So, you know, they go out of, one went out of Florida and one went out of here. Um, uh, The first one went out of Florida and we went uh, through the Bahamas. And
2: um, how long is it? <clears throat> I guess it was four or five days. So like Jeez. what's he doing during the day? Are people like all over? yeah him? it was
3: it was it was a very unique experience in that like so they come on and um, and sort of wear in one roped-off section of the boat, and I don't know, I guess there's like 3,000 people on the boat, you know, yeah. all his fans, hardcore fans, you know, and it's not just girls and stuff, it's like, you know, guys, Maya, you know, he's got a very, very broad, mm-hmm. um, very loyal well, I mean, dude, the a talented musician. Right, you know, a lot of blues fans and whatever, and uh, so he, huge, and so he gets to choose talent that comes with him, and um, so he, he chose a bunch of bands, you know, and um, he chose myself and Sherrod Small as the comics, because he enjoys comedy, and... um so we go on this thing and of course you know the first one was a few teething problems and whatever because there was so much access to him and he really couldn't get away but it was a lot of fun because he's he's super cool with his fans and whatever but um so yeah basically during the day we're just hanging out on the boat and, and there's a lot of events and stuff meet and greets and interviews for him and stuff like that and then at night <clears throat> he would do his concerts um in the main arena oh
4: every night uh, there's two
3: shows no two shit. major shows yeah and then he Wait. would do oh he would do ac- acoustic shows and during the day on the lido deck upstairs Jesus. which was really cool as well they, i mean it was just it if if anything was like paradise that was paradise like it was just so much fun because you're doing exactly what you love with all your mates you know yeah and um and, and uh crap cruise what's that mm. so yeah exactly. exactly cruise. Well, precisely yeah and so... um would we'll be on a
4: skiff, but... the sea queasy. Man.
3: Exactly. So he would do... Um, and he brought all of his mates, you know, like his brothers and, you know, our little clip. And so we did this... um So he'd finish his, his rock show, and then he'd say, all right, now we're going to go and watch James Smith and Sherrod Small in the comedy club. We had a proper comedy club, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, everyone would just go, you know. And you would have this packed room, and you'd do your, your uh, half hour or whatever. And then afterwards, we would do, like, a, a sort of, I don't know, like a improv uh show where he would he would host it and Sherrod and i would be like you know the two sidekicks or whatever and we'd bring people up and fans or whatever and that's probably one of the best experiences i've ever had i'm sure um, you know because he's you know he's he's very quick and witty and whatever and you know and his brother's pretty you know pretty much the same you know so it was um yeah it was it was the best those two tours were just absolutely phenomenal and the, the second one they had a vh1 saves the music uh concert the first night so it was quite and i, I got to see that that was a lot of fun oh
2: that's tight yeah, now yeah. they do like like a topless pool party during the day or something like that Le- there was yeah there was a
4: lot of uh is it like was an a... 18 21 over yeah you nobody's had be... bringing children right? no
3: there was no kids but there was yeah there was a, a very um very healthy contingent of uh, fans <laughs> 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 but we had like it was like being in dormitories i mean we had these you know these, these rooms and balconies and whatever and it was just amazing I mean I've, I've never experienced anything I've never been that exhausted in all my life not at schoolies week which is our equivalent of spring break not at um, anything in my life have I ever been that absolutely wrecked no sleep because you're just
2: non-stop the whole
3: time yeah like literally no sleep no nothing Oh, and then the nightclub at night that's right too so you got the whole nightclub at the. In so not, then there's
4: an the after hours clubs and nightclub after the comedy. After show? the
3: comedy, so you go to the nightclub where like he's you know got a, a, a booth and mm-hmm. uh, and there's just like you know a thousand of his fans or I don't know how many of his fans or whatever and we're all just it's very communal they weren't, they weren't intrusive the fans were good and he's DJing and, and we're just rocking it out and it was like yeah it was amazing it was really really uh, a, a really fun time Yeah, I
2: can imagine bro. but
3: he's great like that he hooks a lot of stuff like that up and, uh, and, he, and he really enjoys comedy so yeah he's, he's a uh, good, very good friend of the comedy seller.
2: Mm. you have good luck with girls in general?
4: Um, I would not say that no I would not say that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no um, you also told us that you did another A-list birthday party, mm. and I wanted to hear this story too. Well,
3: this, this this speaks to the credit of um of the of the birthday party boy. Um, so similarly with the seller, um, a big fan of the seller is Gerard Butler. So he comes in and he he was good mates with Godfrey, a good friend of uh, mm-hmm. all of ours, and um so he started coming in. And this is a great uh, James Smith. Fucking why didn't you do this? So. <laughs> He comes in, we become friends, and of course he calls me up and he's like, mate, I'm hosting Saturday Night Live this week. Why don't you come write some sketches for me? And me, being the genius I am, I go, yeah, mate, they're really got writers, you know, so. <laughs> you know, I just leave Because I was just, I'm, I'm such a... A lawyer like that, I just think in logic and practicality,
4: like, like they're, they're, they're not gonna let me right, write they have a right, staff right that's not, and would would they? They? that's not I mean who knows I, I'm with you on that though right. I don't think you're wrong thinking that. I just because I, I knew like Seth. why are they gonna let me just roll in with you and write with all their established writers? Yeah. Exactly and I knew I knew
3: that world, I knew Melania. I knew Seth, you know. Um, and I just knew that they're not going to, you know, and even if they do, it'll just be a waste of my time. Cause then they'll just go, oh yeah, it didn't make it or something like yeah, that. Right. Yeah. And I don't write sketches. I write stand-up. But he was, you know, very keen for me to do it. And I just sort of said, ah, oh, I just don't think they'll do that. And whatever. Anyway, that was a stupid forfeit. I should have just shown up and gone to the after party at least.
1: <laughs> up, <you> know? <laughs> yeah. Christ,
3: yeah. You know what? Well, anyway, that's just so typical of me. Anyway. Um, but cut to like a year or two later, he's uh we're at um John and I are at um some club and we run into Gerard and Gerard's like, um, you know, would you roast me for my, my birthday party you're having at this club at One Oak? And um and I was like, I'll tell you this much. And then and of course John says, I'll do a song if you roast him, right? So then I'm up against it and I go, All right. I go, The only way this can work, Gerard, is this is if you get out. I said, This is the worst crowd in the world, right? Mm-hmm. New York, you know, nightlife okay they they don't need you for anything if you're not <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: and i'm sure that's going to be a list filled oh it was for it his was, birthday it was a, it was a list head to toe and how many people are we talking here
3: you know i gotta say two three hundred okay you know head that's of a NBC lot.
2: there huh
3: head of NBC. <laughs> yeah there? he was there. yeah jeff zucker was there trying, <laughs> trying to trying to work the room
4: i <laughs> <laughs> gotta lead i gotta lead on cnn right now <laughs> But it was
3: ridiculous. I mean, the crowd was ridiculous, you know. And um,
4: So you tell him the only way I'm doing
3: this. Right. I said, the only way I'm doing this is if you, and not in an authoritative way. I said, look, the only way this will work, Gerard, is if you tell these people that they have to be quiet because I know these people and I've done a thousand corporate gigs and they're not going to shut up unless it comes from you. That's the only way I'll get respect, right? So to his credit, right, he got up in front of, (laughs) <laughs> all those people.
4: Jay Z, shut the fuck up! God damn
3: it! Yeah, like uh, Bono was there. Jay Z, you know, like everyone was there, right? <laughs> Bono. <laughs> and this guy says he gets up and he goes. Um, Gerard gets up and he goes. Now listen, this guy's a good friend of mine. He's one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen. I see him all the time at the cellar. And you got and he's yelling at him like three hundred is up there going, you know, <laughs> shut <laughs> up. seriously, right? dude, shut the fuck up, right? Um. <laughs> And I'm there going, this is a fucking champion, and uh, so I get up and uh, I do
2: my act, and they. How play. long? Oh,
3: I probably did fifteen. I okay, reckon, that's which a is of a long time, time yeah. for that crowd, you know. Yes, yeah. it is. I remember thinking I got off just in time, and
2: before. there was no other entertainment. Yeah, no, there was. He, oh. had,
3: he had this guy that he would met at. Um, Another event who was a, who was a brilliant pianist, right? uh-huh. really brilliant pianist. <laughs> it's like Star Quest all over. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it was. You're going to laugh now. There was a magician. There was a magician. I swear to God. I swear to God he had this magician who's a, some super famous guy. He's a, he's a brilliant magician who had also seen it like uh, Donna Karen's house or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, like... These guys he had sort of hand picked and uh, they they were all on at the same night. And, uh, and and my roast jokes were pretty brutal. Like I was, you know You just
4: roast them for the whole fifteen oh, I went nuts on him. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I did I did some of my act in between, sure. but more or less just trashed him and all his movies and his directors and that was the hard part. Then afterwards I had to meet all these directors.
4: They're all there.
1: <laughs> yes. I just
3: trashed you know? And I had this uh, I had this infamous bit at the time about... Well, infamous, listen to me. I had this funny bit, let's pull, call it that maybe, um, about the plane landing on the Hudson River, right? Captain as, Scully. Right, right. Sully. 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 Sorry, Scully. Sorry, X-filed it, man. Sorry about that. Anyway, and the, the whole joke there is I'm more or less saying everybody's lording him as a hero, and my opinion is he's a moron. I like people who land at airports, right? <laughs> right that yeah. was the whole joke, but I did it over like half an hour. Anyway, so... Um, uh and it had a million tags and whatever but anyway this woman came up to me at the party afterwards and she goes she goes you're very funny i said oh thank you and she goes my husband was on that flight but you're still very funny and i was holy like holy shit. shit oh my god holy shit yeah and uh but i got to hang out that night with um with uh, Tony Hawk you know Uh, yeah, yeah. and he was the coolest Tony Hawk was there yeah oh dude Dude, Tony Hawk's like 50
4: maybe now 50 and he He still still he still kicks these kids ass yes he does he was sitting there
3: by the bar and he goes you're really funny he was the most casual dude ever and it was an out of body experience for me because like We had, you know, I didn't have a Tony Hawk skateboard, but kids in my school had them. You know, I think I had Claus Krabbeck or someone. And, um, you know, like to me, you can't believe it. It's like where Seinfeld says to Cosby in Comedian, he goes, you know, I can't believe that life is this long that you can still meet these people, you know. And we're chatting away and I'm like, you guys must have got so much tail in the 80s among, you know you were the men you know he's mm-hmm. like no because there was no chicks in the skating it was like we were just all isolated in our hotel rooms I'm like what
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like
3: but you must just be killing and he's like nah not so much you know I'm just like another dude just chilling here <laughs> like it was so funny but um, yeah so the set went well and then I had to meet all those people that I'd trashed and whatever and that was that was very awkward I must say meeting all these big time directors and I'm like oh, I just trashed your movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Just said it was shit. Just shit on yeah. your life work up there for Just ten minutes. Just fucking absolutely. <laughs> people Christ. like,
2: yeah, you know, I actually met you. In, I mean, that's another opportunity <laughs> where you could have these people like, fuck this guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I got, I got plenty of those. But um, I feel like those kind. I mean, obviously not roasting a huge movie star opportunity. But in New York, there's tons of opportunities for like <laughs> these weird shows to happen because everyone is connected. You know what I mean? Correct. I yeah. think it's different in L. A. You don't really. I don't know. It doesn't happen to me much where people are like, oh, hey, you should come do... Bu- bu- I mean, I've had maybe one or two, but nothing to this magnitude, you know?
3: Yeah. Giuliani, I did that one, and I got corrected by Rudy Giuliani. That you was did hilarious. a Giuliani? Yeah, I did, um, I did a, a corporate uh, uh, charity event for Rudy Giuliani at his favorite restaurant, Scotto's. In,
2: you beat uh, him up for how he handled 9-11? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> how did you get that?
3: How did that come about? That came about through the acting school that I went to in Australia. They wanted. Um, there was some connection between Australia and and I was sitting at the, my table. Listen to this, right for a guest list. I was between Carson Cressley from um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, mm-hmm. and Chubby Checker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Chubby
4: Checker, ah, Chubby Checker, what's he doing yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Chubby, hey Chubby. <clears throat> And, oh, um, my God. Chubby
3: checker. And I had a joke at the time, which was about the, um, you know, the uh, the whole uh, Al-Qaeda thing where, you know, if you blow yourself up, there's the, the theory that, you know, you're going to have all this, this amount of urgency mm-hmm. or whatever. And um,
2: anyway. I Turns thought, out oh. you just got to get on a John Mayer cruise. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, boy.
3: <laughs> um Meanwhile, those cruises are tough for him because he's just got to work the whole time. Whereas, like we get to we get to we get to do whatever we want, and he 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 literally just has to work. I'm not even kidding. He doesn't get to uh, really enjoy the spoils that much. But anyway, um, but yeah, so I I think the number I had of virgins was 77 in my act right that I that I was using at the time, and I did that joke in front of Giuliani, you know, which was which was pretty a uh, little bit edgy, you know, whatever mm-hmm. for a corporate gig and uh, and he and I'm thinking is he going to buy it? going and sure enough to his credit he got up and corrected me because it's actually 72 virgins. and uh, <laughs> I was like oh boy good for him perfect getting roasted by the mayor of uh, New York City good god mm. taking down a legend yeah exactly star quest winner and all
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was talking about julia
4: i um before the show started, I asked you if you'd ever been in a fight, and your response just blew me away. And I, we all just said, "Shut up!" Yeah. I really want to hear the specific story behind the answer you gave. You're gonna fucking love it. I, I, can't even believe the sentence you <laughs> said.
3: What did I say? I'll,
4: I don't want to. I don't want to say. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll say after. So. um I will. Can I just say something? Yes, yeah, This is so Show refreshing a You can do whatever you like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because I know you're particular. We know you're particular. <laughs> know your particular. Yeah, I know you from so long ago. <laughs> right. But it was just in Montreal and then that short time in New York. And even New York, like, I didn't get to see you a ton. Mm. So now that I'm seeing – this is a little Jay Larson in, in – Oh, James yeah, here. I you know what so. I mean? You I like think, you're a little antagonistic, like me, except you do it in a different way. I think
3: right, but you're you're like the man about town. You got it all sussed out. Because when I was in Montreal, like as he says, bushy tail, blue, bright eyed, um, he was the one telling me this is this. He knew everything about everyone when we got to Montreal. He just he just knew. that's when
2: I, you talk about being hungry, dude. I was right. hungry, but back he then.
3: knew it all. He knew this manager, that manager. And I was like, that guy knows all what he's talking about. Like, and look, he's and, still doing shit. <laughs> On the contrary, see, that's the interesting thing about perspective. I'm sitting there in Australia going, Jay's got a TV show, he's got a great podcast. Like, my friends, you know, my buddy Lester Diamond, right? Shout out to Lester.
4: Sup, Lester! Sup, Lester!
3: And his sister, Alison. Um, they're the biggest fans of this, like, they wear the hoodie, they're, you know, they're, they're down with this show. They of our show? show? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah, Lester fan, and bro. Allison? Yeah, yeah. What's up bro? over there? What's up,
2: Lester? What's up,
3: eh? Huge fans. Um, like, you know, they're coming to me telling Jay last. I'm like, I know Jay from back in the day, you know? So, um, anyway, yeah, but, um, so... Yes. I was a very uh, naughty boy at school. So I wasn't the guy <laughs> who stole things or broke things, but I was a smart ass as we call it in Australia, a real wise guy, real you know. For not, what? Any reason at all? Yeah, just boredom, like, you know, fuck this, you know, put you know.
2: Open your books. he you was you... one of those smart kids that like couldn't get challenged by school.
3: I don't know about smart, but I was just a, I just, I'm just disobedient. <laughs> like even to this day, when they tell me to put my my belt on on the plane, I just like, well, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah, you know? I,
4: what? I, that's what I wanted. You were about to say, open your books up. You were about to say, is that what you're? Yeah, why don't, why, you, don't you why, why don't you go fuck, fuck yourself? yourself you know? Just like, ask them to open a book no- yeah, in school. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Cool. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just got the shit beaten out of me in Sydney in January. In January? Wait, yeah. what? We're going to come was, back to that. I was in the... Okay.
4: <laughs> we'll come back to that. Okay, I'm going to so, write it down. <laughs> um,
3: so, um, I... Uh, yeah, so we're at school, and um, isn't that what we're talking about? We're yeah, talking about what school, grade is yeah. this? So, this is 10th grade, Okay, right? At school, high school, and um, <laughs> Catholic boys' school. So, really, you know, pretty pretty stuffy. And um, the teacher was uh, this guy, um, let's just call him Emilio, because this is, you know... He is called Amelia. So he um,
1: <laughs> he uh,
3: was a very tolerant man, but he had... So what they did is they put all the worst-behaved kids in one math group, right? Mm-hmm. These kids... It was just insane. So these kids had smoked marijuana with him, right? With
2: him? Yeah. Um, I know that teacher. He's the one that would, like, take the kids for a walk during school, like, so they could smoke cigarettes, and he's smoking with them. He's the one that's, like, relatable and right, shit, right? Right, so this
3: guy had smoked... Um, yeah, this but had, weed. This guy had smoked uh, weed with these kids or at least been around it, right, prior in the January vacation, right? Before school starts so they knew they had him they could do anything to him so they were bringing weed into school and, and like like getting you know 50 bags and stuff and they were saying you think that's enough and, and he was like oh just put it away Put he had, you know he didn't have the control but he was a sk- he would skit he would lose he's one of those teachers right so we'd just work on how much to get him right and to get him and this is what he'd do he'd go shut up you 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 just get out like shit like that he was a <laughs> psych- Wait, <laughs> from
2: zero to 60 zero to a billion and you guys knew how to push and that and we knew button. where to go just yeah. to, so
3: I'd call him a Emilio, right, to his face, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd put up, and that would send the others nuts, right? So I'd be like, Emilio, tell me question two, right, where you've got that, right? And you're not supposed a, this is a, like, you're not supposed to fucking call him anything but sir, right? Yeah. Or maybe Mr. Whatever. So I'm calling him all that, and I'm antagonizing and antagonizing, and he, you know, finally, you know, he throws me out. Like, this is every day, right? And I'm fucking, I'm getting him to that point, like, I'm going, uh, you know, just just all the questions that make him fucking angry, you know, like, um we have to do that why do we have to do that like you know what time is this da, da, da. so he throws me out and, uh, and what are you just
4: supposed to sit in the hall
3: i'm supposed to stand on the freezing cold balcony right? oh okay but <clears throat> i know that i can get those kids attention right and this is around the time of mc hammer right and, mm-hmm. this, and the song um can't, can't touch this, can't right? Touch this man. <laughs> right so i was one of those smart ass little class clown guys right and um so he's kicked me out and he's shut the door. So I've got no access to disrupt those kids no more, right? But I know how to, right? So I just go, I just go, ma, ma, music. And they all joined in. Hits me.
2: so hard. <laughs> And you're from outside doing right?
3: this? In a little square. They can see me. I go, ma, ma music. <laughs> hits me. And they're all, so hard. Makes me say. And he's like, right. You're fucking. Right. So he comes out and he comes up and he's holding his fist, right? And he's ready to go. And he goes, do I have to smash your fucking facing right holy <laughs> shit it's a teacher and I, I must have said something like i guess so or, yeah you know, of course you, did. Whatever, yeah, you know, right. like that. and he just goes kaplunk right and smacks me in the fucking jaw he punched you on the jaw yeah, right out and um and i hit the deck and um i remember the yearmaster runs down right and he who's just, that oh he's like uh, the year is mm. like the guy who's in charge of
4: like the whole year the whole grand, oh, yes right huge mc hammer fan yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so
3: he's just seen a teacher deck a student. Yeah. Oh, he's a just like, yeah,
4: like, this is like, oh, shit litigation, right. whatever, right? And is, is the class seeing this also? Yeah, and they're loving yeah. it, because they're just animals. Just through the square, man. Right.
3: <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> yeah, just Yeah, doing a little square. Way. There's yeah. like seven of them. Oh, and that's the other thing. I had, <laughs> I had started them on Dion's, um, Runaround 2. I used to go, hey, hey, Thanks. and they'd go, yeah. whoa, oh, hey, my God, <laughs> Anything I could get to get them going, you know? <laughs> and, um...
2: So it's <laughs> the gating, the class, yeah, yeah, of the degenerates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So
3: he's clocked me and then the year master runs down and he runs into the room, right, as damage control. And he just goes, right. He goes, you lot, no one saw a thing, right? Whoa. You heard this or they told oh, you this? No, they told me this. And then, Are you all cold right now? No, no. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm there, but I'm like, oh boy, I got hit, you know? And I, I never forget... I forget Grant Moses, who was the cheekiest of all. He goes, "Well, I just saw Emilio Dex Smith."
2: <laughs> <laughs> these kids, you
4: couldn't control right, these kids. Right. You know what oh, I'm like, <laughs> they're
2: kids. and he called them Emilio, <laughs> yeah.
4: too. and they don't really probably care for you, but they're going to use <laughs> right, that shit to right, do whatever they right, want right, all right, fucking year right, long. Exactly. <laughs> they just got the free pass for everything, Oh,
3: dude. It was, it was. I mean, you know, in the so fifth, what happened to the teacher. Nothing, I don't think. I mean, I I knew my bad, and because he he, you know, he had said some crazy things to us, you know. But I I, I just sort of went, look, you know, we'll call it a push because I've been a dick, and he he was
4: really. I'll settle it a push. I'm gonna it. be a lawyer. You someday. didn't go tell your parents. Or anything, no, I it?
3: knew I was little bad. If you
4: did, would they? Would your dad or anyone have gone up and be like, "You fucking hit my kid," or been like,
3: "Yeah, I mean, I just don't think I had much grounds because I was such a notoriously naughty boy." That um, they would have been like, well, you know, what are we going to do here? This guy's been a discipline problem for seven years. You know, Are mm-hmm. we really going to turn around now and you know give him some sort of out of court settlement. I don't know. I could have pursued it, but on what grounds? Then they expel me, and I couldn't have that. Right. You know. So
2: I mean, I got to tell you one thing. I think Emilio disproved Dempsey Hammer. You can touch. It. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he sure can. <laughs> you what were I learned. What I learned is you got to pray. Can't wait for that to say
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. We pray. <laughs> oh, i can't believe he hit you jesus christ
3: yeah yeah so um yeah it was um it was interesting times that's for sure but but it was you know one of those environments that's you know that school we were we were the worst year and the worst like just notoriously bad like on but our, you're on the debate team yeah well that was the that was the irony i remember them that's trying what to, got you out yeah, of that yeah, mess. Yeah. yeah i remember them trying to suspend saved them because I'd gone crazy on muck-up day. Like, I was in 8th grade, and muck-up days for 12th graders when you, like, you know, go and throw eggs and whatever. Okay. And I'd gone and done it prematurely on the train, like, throwing flour and eggs and shit, and they were trying to suspend me, and they were like, we're going to suspend you.
4: Wait, you're allowed to just...
3: You're not allowed, but they do it. You know, like they look, look, look the other way. I don't think you're
2: allowed to throw eggs. No, in. No, no, but wonder, that's, yeah. that's what
3: they would do back then. You know, they call it Muck Up Day, and they would, you know, like egg civilians and other schools and whatever. And I just thought, oh, this is amazing. Let's, yeah, let's hell get yeah, get on board, right? So get <laughs> involved. I I'd buy my flour and I buy my eggs and I'm on the train and I'm, blah, 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 you know, like. <laughs> and I'm in eighth grade, right? And the, the year twelves are like, this is our day, really? Like this is you know, maybe four years time. And, of course, I get busted and, you know, he's got to go in and the big meetings with the headmaster and deputy and my mother. And, oh, hey, it was just brutal. And, uh, and of course, they're gone for the, well, we're going to suspend you, you know, for this uh, for this next two weeks. And I'm like, well, that's fine. We can do that. But this week I'm actually at the Opera House performing in the finals for the Sydney Estedford, you know, history debating or some bullshit. <laughs> and they were kind of – I do remember them kind of looking like, oh, fuck, we're kind of – Jesus, I was actually going to that. <laughs> So that's the only thing I think that kept me... But I remember thanking my headmaster. I do remember thanking him in year 12, like, when they had our final meeting. I remember saying to him, like, the only thing I've got to say is thanks for not expelling me. Because all those kids in that math class were gone in year 11. Like, Oh, they, wow. they, oh they, they were out. Yeah, they were yeah. all gone. So let
2: know. me ask you this, because mm. I've found in, like, guys that I know that trouble. I wasn't a t- like this, but I was like, you know, I get into trouble now and then. And my mom, you know, like, your parents always know, like, who the real kid is and that he's a good kid and stuff. What were your parents doing When you're just doing all this crazy shit?
3: Well, they kind of, they kind of, I'm not like that at home so much. You know? Right, and that's what I'm saying. So right. Mom like, didn't he's a really, good kid. Yeah, Mum didn't really get it because I was just really, as I am now, I'm a pretty quiet sort of a mind your own business sort of a dude, you know? Like, it's just whenever I'm put up against authority, it's like when I'm on the plane and they tell me to put the belt on or if someone says, you know, you gotta, you got to be here by seven, I'm like, fuck you, you know? Why have I got to be there by seven? Mom, he
2: was know? 10 minutes late tonight. <laughs> you were. He was. He was 10 minutes but late. But you know what I
3: mean? Like, I, I just hate any sort of authority. Whatsoever, like you know, anything, it just it does my head in, you know. Uh, well, just, then
2: that uh, make. I mean, I've been wanting to hear this story that we talked about off Mike. For a m- <laughs> did you have somewhere you want to go right well, now? Well, I, I just remember that he mentioned. Oh yeah, Sydney being oh, January. repeat.
3: To we go on to the other one. This this is another repeat.
2: That's just boring. Go to go to the, the January one is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to know about. You remember what you told me about with the apartment?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't want to give away because yeah, it's in yeah, the punchline, yeah. but like uh, so.
3: Um, I'm at the cellar one night, and uh, um pretty girl comes up to the bar on her own, you know, and I'm thinking, this is, you know, really strange. What are those two good-to-be-true stories, you know? So she's there on her own, and I think, fuck it, so I'll go and talk to her. And you, you do get a lot of confidence working at the cellar, because the guys like Artie Fuqua and those guys, like, they uh, they got a good rap, you know, talking to girls and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're very, you know, so you get a bit of a, and he's a great wingman, the greatest wingman ever, Artie, you know, like, he will hook you up, you know? And so you get a bit in tune, a bit of confidence, which, um, which is fun. So I go to the bar, start talking to this girl and, you know, she's reciprocating and I'm thinking, oh, this is interesting, you know. So she's like, why don't we go out? And I'm like, yeah, why don't we go out? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great initiative. Um, anyway, so we go to a club and whatever and, uh, and then she's like, oh, look, I got weed at my house. Why don't we go back and smoke that? And I don't like. I don't smoke weed. I don't like weed, and I'm like, yeah, let's. let's.
1: <laughs> what <Whatever laughs> we gotta do again? <laughs> of course, the house. course, of course. We're fix, gonna go. like, I smoke weed. Man. <laughs> yeah, I smoke I fucking,
3: weed. <laughs> let's cook that <laughs> shit up, son. And, uh, so she takes me back to this apartment in um, Soho, and I guess it's on Broadway. And uh, we get in the elevator, and I'm thinking, you know, she must do well. I guess she said she was a nice mo- model or whatever, but I don't know whether she was. But anyway, yeah, nice spot, getting some sort of elevator. It's old school, but it's an elevator, you know. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, so the doors open, right, and, you know, I'm thinking, well, this is it. We're home back at this chick's house who I've picked up. and feeling pretty good about myself, you know, we've won here. And there's a fucking dude standing <laughs> right in the at the opening of the elevator and i'm trapped like there's nowhere to run right if if this is bad right like yeah and she's like <laughs> she didn't expect him to be there right so turns out like that's the live-in boyfriend in inverted commas like so she's you know obviously living off this dude and <laughs> uh and bringing you back and there bringing me back you. there to uh hang out and smoke <laughs> weed and I had to fucking, you know, I had to, I had to go in and pretend like I was
4: left to, the pizza in the car. Right, I,
3: I, had to, I had to. I wouldn't
4: know what the fuck. Was I like. had to do the.
3: Hey man, what's <laughs> yeah, up? You know, right? we've, just been, we've been, been hanging. You know how we hang. You know, like yeah. I had to sit there while they smoked their dumb. Because wit- like, if I bounce, <laughs> if I bounce, then I'm the guiltiest man alive, yeah. right? I was just coming home, you know, to cheat, <laughs> to, to steal your girl. So I had to sit there on the couch. And have a horrible god, probably two hours of my life just usurped by just sitting there watching them smoke weed and just realizing nothing was going to happen. And him just sitting there going, "Well, this is great. I'm glad he's, she's, I'm glad she's living off me. She's using my apartment to bring other dude. Well, this is really good."
2: What and what's her vibe this whole
3: time? Her vibe is exactly all of ours. Like, isn't this awkward? What? What a, what a fucking bad idea this was. Oh,
4: boy, <laughs> you know, like.
3: But I had to. I had to sit there and do the time, you know. And I had to be really chatty and like. And oh, not man.
4: once was he controversial or aggressive. No, nah, because he
3: was just a nerd who who had sort of taken her on. That was his, you know. That was his way of, you mm-hmm. know, bargaining in life. And um, he, but he was unhappy with the whole thing. And I was, you know, Oof, I'm sorry, buddy. You know, like I was just trying to pump him up. You know, like oh, I love the what you've done here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I know th- I've been in that situation oh. Not that exact situation But been around I've been with a girl To a guy And then realized The girl was into me And I'm with the guy And I did the same exact thing Like, dude, love this Oh, dude This is your car is nice, man <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you've got to watch TV with them. And, and I have no TV, time. You
4: know, he's watching TV.
3: Like, I have no... I cannot suffer any of that sort of... Like, I, I just can't do things that are unpleasant. I just loathe them, you know? And so it was just... It was agony sitting there, you know? It was just so... Oh, so karmic. So brutal. And then I saw her again. I saw her again, like, five years <laughs> later. And she was just as off her head... And, uh, and She like, remember hey. you? Yeah, I think well, I think she did, but yeah. she was like, yeah. you know, that that New York scene is very small. You know, it's it's funny, it's really small, really tight. Mm, that know? city. Man. Uh, oh,
4: speaking yeah. of small world stories, you mm. just reminded me of the one you told about uh, <laughs> getting out of the mm-hmm. the cab. Oh this,
3: oh, this will show you about New York City. So, and you, this is not that. Yeah, I yeah, actually, yeah also I'm you. not I'm notoriously bad with cabs. You know. Um, <laughs> Because I get in a cab, this is the way. This is my protocol for cabs. So I get in a cab in New York. They're always on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing I say is, "Excuse me, driver, can you please hang up the phone? Because you have my life in your hands, and I need you to focus on your job, right?" Immediately they hate me. Yeah,
2: of course. right. So Immediately,
3: straight away, right? Because they 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 want to talk on the phone. They're, they're like, "Fuck them." That's <laughs> what they do.
2: They talk like to family
3: the whole time, the right. whole time. And I can't blame them because they're twelve hours a day making no money. They've got to have some joy in their life. But <clears throat> I do notice that when <clears throat> Excuse me. I do notice that when they are on the phone, they don't. They just don't focus. You know, yeah. like they, you get there late and whatever. And mind you, in New York, you're running set to set. You got seconds to spend right. sometimes, right? And I do it very politely and, and whatever. But I am notoriously difficult with them. Um, I, you know, I've, I've had them chase me and we've had fist cuffs and yeah, yeah, yeah really, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> holy yeah, shit!
4: Yeah. How does it get to that point?
3: Well, the guy was um he wouldn't get off the phone, so I got out and um. And I left the door. That's one of my things. Like, if he, if, if, if oh I man, that is, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, just, I leave, leave the, the, door the door open. And, he's got to uh, get and out then And then he show. comes and chases me in front of this whole restaurant. And he's trying, he's got my Blackberry and I'm wrestling him. And yeah, it was classic, massive dude, too. And, um, anyway, <laughs> but so you do love confrontation. I don't, I just like things done well. <laughs> There's nothing about you that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> uh, <I love> <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's nothing about you that like wants to see the outcome of the situation. You're just like, hey, I just want it done right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't,
1: I don't always... want it to
3: escalate. I just want him to do what he's what his job is, and that is as a uh, as but a driver are... and as to responsibly drive the vehicle. And the you also be...
4: want him to do it the way you have requested.
3: Well, the way the TLC commission has. Uh, <laughs>
2: Wait, what is? <laughs> TLC and left, I
4: have anything to do with this. i Limousine Commission.
3: Yeah. I just think it's abhorrent to be driving and talk. Well, you're
4: 100% right. you got
3: my life in your Is he on headphones? Yeah. You know?
4: You
2: know, the one thing I know about the TLC is when they when they just said, like, you know, the whole thing blew up in New York, and they were just like, don't be chasing waterfalls, and it was a big thing.
1: I wanted
4: something to work there. So you give this guy a hell of a hard time for how long? Um,
3: so this this is this in particular what happens here? Oh yeah. So I get into this cab, and this is not that long ago. This is like eighteen months ago. I get in this cab right outside my apartment, right? Literally, the, like so. It's a schedule, so you know, routine. I go out and I just hail one cab late at night, like late seller spot, and uh, I get in the cab and I go, all right. Um, I go. They. Uh, he goes. They're doing construction down on Fifth Avenue. So we're going to have to, he goes, which way do you want to go? I said, well, you decide, right? So he decides, and of course. This asshole, if you want it done right, why don't you tell him? Well, I'm not a fucking driver. I don't know traffic. That's your job. My department is being funny, right? So (laughs) my job starts when we get there. So um, he goes Fifth Avenue, right? Like, or whichever way he chooses. And, um, of course we get stuck in traffic and of course I'm just moaning. I'm like, Oh, great choice. You know, you know, da, 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 <laughs> just
2: the whole time. Pecklin'. And this poor guy's like,
3: Oh God, he actually does feel bad about it and whatever. And, and I'm furious. Like, I'm like, I've got to get to Cause I'm going to have to walk from fifth Avenue to the south. It's just like, "Ugh," oh, and I was just complaining and moaning. And so I get out and we, we ended on like, you know, Oh, well you took the wrong turn. Now I've got to walk to walk, work to walk, to work. Thanks very much. You know? And, um, so that was that we ended that, and I get to the cellar, and I probably miss my
2: spot. I can't remember but how rude were you i mean like was I
3: wasn't it? a dick, but i left a i left a you know an air of you know really. did you tip him oh yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I sort of left an air of you know really you could have you could have done this better, yeah, <laughs> and um <laughs> sure enough, but he was nice about it, and I was nice about it. We sort of left you know peacefully, but then uh the next night, I walk out of my apartment, I get in a cab right, and we're driving. And I say, um, now, what's happening with this traffic thing down here? And he goes, you know what's happening. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I picked you up last (laughs) night. (laughs) Swear to God. (laughs) and i lose my mind <coughs> i'm so embarrassed i'm so mortified I, i'm like it can't be you he's like yeah he's like you know he's looking i'm looking i'm like oh it's him this is just
4: i, I hung out with my mom right when you were getting in man <laughs> this is
3: this is i just i can't believe out of seventeen thousand cabs in manhattan
4: right, yeah, that crazy. i same the dude. same dude That's the same thing.
3: night whatever i said this is too much i was like you, you just can't be happening i said you got to come to a show you know, I got to make this up to you. I'm, he's like, "Oh man," he's you know, no worries. You're a comedian. He's like, he was super friendly, so like, he was a nice guy as usual. And I just couldn't believe it. Like, just what? But that sort of shit happens in New York all the time. You know, it's such a small place. You know, yeah, it really is. It's it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. But yeah, so I apologize to him, and yeah, I spend my life, uh, you know, <laughs> sort of. Mending bridges <laughs>
2: Do you, putting yourself in the situation so you have to
3: well not so i have to but like you know i don't know i just i get very uh, particular about things you know mm-hmm. but people are very sloppy
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well look they we're are. we're at that point man we're out of time uh thank you so much for doing this this was a lot of fun uh you were fantastic it was um, my absolute pleasure will you one more time anything you'd like social media whatever
3: um, social media. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter, James Smith Comic. Hit me up at uh, Instagram, Real James Smith. Those are the two uh, most uh, frequented, frequented um, ones. Facebook, James Smith Official. <laughs> I should have got those all consistent, but you know, yeah.
4: there's a few of us out there. There's a few of us you out there. Try. But a big,
3: big thank you to you guys for having me. Oh, really oh yeah, it. man. It's it's great, great to have you doing, on, man. It was, it was really well. so much fun. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it.
2: And we have a lot of feces out there in Australia, so when you're back there, check you out. Check you out in New York.
3: Yeah, check out my Conan set's it's going to be up on YouTube. Oh, that's right, because he just did Conan. Last Conan. Night. Yeah. That'll be up on YouTube, so Google
2: that, James Smith. uh, I've heard the reviews, Mm, but listen. Yeah, not so good. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, great to have you on, man. Thank you, buddy. As always, jlarsoncomedy.com, jlarsoncomedy across all social media.
4: Uh, RyanSickler.com, Ryan Sickler on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Ryan Sickler official also. We'll talk to you next Tuesday.